Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome to The Pulse, this episode of The Pulse. Uh, I'm so thrilled to be welcoming Vinyl Street with us today. Uh, I would love to just say hi, and, and thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Rachel, for having us. We're really thrilled to be here. Um, so can you start off with uh, how Vinyl Street got started? Phil, you want to take that one? Okay. Um, so... I, I was always in musical theater in college, and after college, I was interested in trying something different. And um, I'm going to date myself, but from um, through MySpace, I connected with um, our my now our other co-founder, Christina Reed, yeah. um, who we really started from there in 2007. Um, and so, yeah, through the power of MySpace and Craigslist, we yeah. we found all these people and we've been singing since that's awesome that's not an uncommon story maybe not always MySpace, but (laughs) but finding people you know to to sing with so what what um prompted you to to reach out to do that what why why were you looking to to do something like that Uh, i'd always wanted to sing acapella it Mm. was it was fascinating there were some really great college groups um Brian Vaughn, who you know, Seth, uh, was in the Naturals at Holy Cross. And yeah. like, it was just very, it was inspiring. It was yeah. a really neat uh, type of music. I'd never heard it before going to college. Mm-hmm. And it was something with my theater schedule, I couldn't balance both. Right. Um, so being out of school and not being able to really keep up a theater schedule, I was like, oh, we'll, we'll try a new project. Very cool. And, you know, so you're talking 13-ish years, bar mitzvah age. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about what the group was like when you first started and maybe some of the, the changes that you've seen, evolution of the group in that time frame. I can start with this one. Yeah. So there, there's four of us in the group that uh, were around from the original days. Um, and those original, original days were... Uh, a little bit haphazard. There was, I'm just picturing, it was like, I think you took 20 people or something just because you knew that there'd be some attrition. And so 20 people packed in like a little like Brighton living room um, in Boston. No one knowing what we're doing. People being like, I feel like we should probably have some arrangements. Like someone had brought (laughs) something to sing. Like it was a little chaotic. Different people arriving each week. Um, But that living room was on Vinyl Street in Brighton, which is why we're named Vinyl Street. because then there's this also, the, of course, there's the whole thing like, we should probably have a name. And right. that became a whole process. Um, so uh, in the early days, it was a lot of figuring that out. And then we've sort of gone through multiple different iterations where the groups felt different at different times. There yeah. were times we felt um, like really locked in with our sound. Mm. Times we felt like there were um, a bunch of new people. We were sort of like figuring out something, something new, trying new music. Um, trying with recording versus uh, pushing on the gig front. Like there's, there's been yeah. so many uh, different versions of Vinyl Street over 13 years, um, which is, I think, part of what keeps it always interesting. It never feel, really feels like it's old. Yeah. And you, so you said you have four sort of uh, original members. Um, what, have, what have the differences been that you've seen in the membership as people have come and gone? Like how, how many of those original 20 sort of stayed after six months or stayed after a year? How, you know, what was the attrition rate like that? Oh, um, so we ended up having <clears throat> probably a year and a half in kind of an internal implosion. Oh, um, yeah. <clears throat> was it only a year and a half? I think so. It moved wow. very quickly. <laughs> I have terrible time stamping on my memory. I remember nothing, so yeah. that's what I have Phil for. <laughs> um, it it actually it's 
um, spawned another group that came off from us, our, uh-huh. our grandbaby group, if you will. And then they turned, I think, eventually into Bostonality, oh. didn't they? You would know better than I would. <laughs> I think so. Don't quote me on that. No, <laughs> but they, they became another Boston-based group, changed the name. None of the new yeah. people are in it. Um, we had a six-month hiatus at that point, mm-hmm. and I went to a Christmas party, and I'm kind of um, relentlessly promoting Vinyl Street yeah, as no, that's the awesome. founder and business manager. He will yeah. walk up to random people on the street and be like, are you a singer? And yeah. like, hand the, hand the, <laughs> like when we're doing auditions, it's pretty aggressive it, it's in pure. a wonderful way. Yeah. It, right, with love. Aggressive yes. with love. All with love. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hug you. <laughs> uh, but but no, it's, um, you know, it, it's really been great because we've we've seen so much change. But at, so at that Christmas party, um, we met, uh, I met a guy who, became our music director oh. and he actually really brought us in I think in the pre- previous year and a half we never had a solid dedicated music director if you will yeah a lot of people with a lot of talents my um I can't arrange at all mm. uh, so that's why I do business yeah <laughs> uh, everybody but we, has talents <laughs> yeah right. um so we we found this person um he, he really helped us kick off and then from there it's been it's been forever since then. Yeah. yeah. And so what in the current iteration of the group, how many members are you dealing with at the moment? Greg, do you want to take that one? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, I think we have, I think we're 14 right now. 13 or 14. Because we have five bouncers. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're at 14 right now. Uh, and we, I think we've been there for, I mean, I've been in the group six years ish and we've basically been around that number like fairly stable actually yeah. it's funny even hearing you guys talk about like oh we imploded and there was all this drama by the time i joined the group it was like this is so Sorry. professional and incredible and this is if there was nothing that ever went wrong <laughs> um, so yeah we're at about 14 right now um actually fairly balanced between men and women mm-hmm. we've actually like the we've had maybe one or two moments of like a little bit of turnover between folks but i even think in the last like probably six or seven years it's been a fairly stable group of people throughout the group the entire time, which is actually just great from continuity standpoint and just your sound and your ability to just do things performance wise has been so much better because of that. Yeah. Um, It does make me think about how over the years we have had to think a lot about what the right balance is with with people coming in and out of the group. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, what kind of, what kind of person do we need Mm -hmm. uh, to, to replace this person? You're not trying to fill their shoes. You're trying to, think about the whole group sound and what's the right kind of person that's in the, in the right spot. So maybe do you want to, I mean, as musical director, do you want, do you want to speak a little bit about the, um, the, the way that we think about that balance and how many people we like, what kinds of people we want to sprinkle through those 13. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I think like that's like knowing the right person to bring in as I think Mm -hmm. just super, super key. Like we, one of the, I actually think 14 is a fairly big number as Mm. far as just like a performance group goes. And I think just the realities of us being a group of performing adults with like lives and families and children, it's often sometimes difficult to say, we're going to get all 14 people here. And we do, the sound is absolutely amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Those moments were like, wow, we actually have everybody. This is going to be incredible. Um, (laughs) So it's one of those things where we're like, we kind of know sometimes we're going to be having people we may have like 75% of the group for that and knowing like, okay, the people that we want to have here from a sound standpoint and how we keep that entirely balanced. Um, I think one of the things that like I always key on is just, um, 
people's tendencies in performance of like how engaged they get in the music and how um, from a sound standpoint do they get like fired up to be singing the songs that we're singing and yeah. um, going through the set list that we're doing. Um, and I think when you've got that in all your different voice parts from like all the way from percussion all the way through sopranos up at the top, um, it just makes it so that regardless of who we actually have there, whether we've got the whole group, we've got half the group, whatever it looks like, um, you're still going to have a really consistent sound and a really just engaging performance, whether you're on the radio or whether yeah. you're uh, live in front of a large group uh, at a show somewhere. Totally. Um, so I think for me, like that's one of the, if I was to give like, oh, this is, this is what a vinyl street person's like, and this is what like a vinyl street uh, key trait and key sound is. I think it's just engagement in the music more than anything else. And I feel like that's when we're at our best. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I definitely look for the most. What about personality? Because it can't just, I mean, obviously the, the singing chops have to be there, right? That's, that's like kind of a, a minimum, but, but in terms of like the people who, who make up the group, what kind of personalities do you feel like fit well in this group? I think sunny people, like we, we tend to be upbeat, I think in our, in our sound and in personality. Yeah. If that resonates. No, the only reason I'm sort of hesitating is <laughs> it doesn't mean that we're uh, universally at all times sunny. <laughs> Fair. But yeah. each of us, I think, has that moment, like Greg was talking about, where yeah. we're into the music or into being with each other or whatever, where that, uh, where there is that sunniness to, to, to shine through, um, not to be too, um, uh, glib with the, or what twee, I think is the right yeah, word with, with, yeah. the, <laughs> with the metaphor there. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny to, it's funny to, to find ourselves landing on that because there's not so much of that that you can test for in an audition process. Right. Um, so I think in some part, to, to some degree, it's about that being the vibe of the group. And then when someone comes in and they're finding how their personality resonates with the group, yeah. something about what we have, I think, draws that aspect out of the people that we do have. Yeah. And our callback process, I think, helps with that because... Yeah. If they, if we're interested in them, they also need to be interested in us. Yeah. And we spend a fair chunk of time with them in our callback process, teaching them one of our songs, um, which actually is, is No Rain is kind of mm. a sunny song. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Um, and really spending the time with them, getting them to know their, their specific section, what yeah. section they'd be in. And I think it gives them a good impression of us and a good understanding of who we are to then say, is this something for me? Yeah. Well, you had mentioned your sound before, and I'd like to touch a little bit more on that. What, what do you think makes a Vinyl Street song? What, what, what is the sound that you're going for? I mean, you, we mentioned Sunny, and maybe that's personality and not necessarily song choice. But, but I wonder if you can talk a little bit about like, what kind of songs feel like home for you. So I think uh, I go to like the song selection process for us and just how yeah. we go about doing it. I think, I mean, we've had a, and similar to probably other groups too, but we've had a wide selection of like, when you think about song choice and what are the, the things that we decide are gonna make up our set. I mean, we've had, um, like we've run the gamut between like going back to like 60s and 70s, like pop tunes to, uh, we did like a cover of Stairway to Heaven at one point in time. Like we've run the gamut of just like weird and poppy <laughs> and, fun and engaging uh country don't forget your cruise so, yeah <laughs> so much of that <laughs> i think like eclectic yeah it's, a, it's ecle eclectic from like that standpoint selection. i don't know if there's like a specific song type but i think that one thing um that i've always found just is in common between those is that our process for going through and choosing those is we sort of yeah. do a little bit of like a pitch process when we go through and do mm. this so if i'm suggesting a song 
I want to go through and like, what's my vision for it? And like, what do I feel really strongly about? And so yeah. there's always at least one or two people in the group that are able to sort of like give that impassioned pitch, if you will. And like, yeah. this is what I see in my head and this is how it's going to sound, uh, and kind of get folks on board with that. Yeah. Um, we did like one of our most recent recordings. Uh, I'll take credit for this one because it was my <laughs> song choice. Um, we uh, we covered Porcelain by Marianne's Trench, nice. um, which I don't think the whole group knew necessarily. Like I, as folks knew the band, I think we love that band in general. They're fantastic. Um, but that was a song choice that like I felt really strongly about, and I was really interested in us singing it. So for me, it was like this is why I think it would be great, and this is like the emotion that I see behind it, and yeah. sort of was just get able to get folks to buy into that a little bit, and I think when we don't perform that so much anymore, but at the time that we were singing at the time that we recorded it, um, everybody was sort of of the same mindset of like, yes, this is, this is, I love this song and I've listened to this song and I've emotionally connected with this song in some yeah. way. Um, I think that's something that you do a really great job when we're going through and rehearsing Seth also of like, what's the emotion that I feel when I'm singing this and really trying to figure out how we tap into that, uh, whatever that song means to us. Yeah. So if it means, um, tapping into loss or happiness or joy or um, whatever a certain song says to me or to you. Um, I think that's something that we definitely emphasize in trying to figure out um, just what each individually we're trying to convey when we're actually singing something. So uh, that's a super general wide broad <laughs> answer to that. But I think it's a process that we go through that just speaks to the way that we want to perform and actually um, be arranging and writing and performing all yeah. the songs that we're doing. How, what is your um, sort of life cycle of a song? How long does it stay active in your rep? Well, that, it's, it's a fascinating <laughs> question. <laughs> so, so No Rain, which I mentioned, um, we actually got from Cor uh, Cordially Yours alum oh. back in 2007, and we've been singing that since. Wow. And, you know, we've retired it on and off, but it's, it's done as a group song. Mm -hmm. So there isn't um, a soloist, and it's a nice blend and we, we do a really good job of like interweaving through it. So it's interesting that we've actually tried to be like, ah, we're going to sing that less. And we have a new member who is just in love with it. Uh, and it's, it's really fun. And she's like, no, can we sing no rain? And <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. okay. Uh, but it becomes like our alumni song to yeah. an extent too. So very cool. Yeah. I think there's, there's some that last longer like that. And there's others, I think we've on average probably tried to cycle through and said maybe like a few years per song is probably at least like since I've been in the group, that's kind of what we stuck with. And then we've definitely had some that have been longer life cycle too. But I think for us, like going back to how do we engage with the songs, if it's something that's newer and fresher also, it's, it's fun for us to sing. And if it's fun for us to sing and perform, then it'll be fun for everybody else to listen to totally. at the end of the day, which is good. Um, so but, how many, how many songs do you keep active in your rep? Like at any given time, so you can pick from what you might perform for any given mm. gig. Uh, the gig set list I sent to someone uh, we're looking at a wedding was um, 14 Okay. most recently. And awesome. we're adding and working on new things. So it's kind of whatever's performance ready at the time and then what we're adding in as we go forward. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned weddings. I'm, presumably that's something that you guys participate in in terms of business, like in sort of how you perform. What, what are other types of things that you guys choose to spend your time doing as a group? We've done a lot of, so I, so weddings are, are definitely a big part of it. I think like when I think about the gigs and performances that we do, um, we definitely do like a few charity gigs every year. We've done the walk yeah. for hunger, uh, oh. the last, like maybe like five of the last six years. We missed one just because the timing didn't walk out and work out, unfortunately, but like those kind of gigs where you've just got the energy is yeah. fantastic to begin with. And the charity gigs, especially I, I personally really love, yeah. um, 
we do a lot of those. We have a, uh, our standing gig that we probably do the most is we, um, We've been uh, gigging at the Lansdowne Pub down by Fenway. We do brunch shows there uh, probably four to five times a year. Nice. If you like acapella music, if you like brunch, who doesn't like brunch? Uh, boozy brunch too? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Marys. And you bring in like two or three guest groups and yeah. make, a, make a whole sort of uh, day of it. Yeah. It becomes a really fun event. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about, um, you mentioned also recording, that recording is something that you guys spend time doing. Where are you in that in that thought process now? Where is, is is an album on the horizon? Are you thinking about it? What? We yeah. are we are definitely thinking about it. So we actually uh, we talked about it as a group. We do uh, like state of the union meeting a couple times a year and <laughs> right. figure out what are we doing right now. Are we happy with what we're doing? What are our goals? What do we want to be working towards? Um, and one of the things we have discussed for this year is trying to get back into the studio. I think yeah. what we've been talking about is figuring out is it an album or is it a series of singles that we want to be looking at. The last time we recorded was 2018? Well, 17? I don't in, years. in terms of pure audio, but we did the music videos True. more recently. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've tried to shake things up a little bit in yeah. terms of just trying different experiments. So Greg mentioned yeah. doing singles. That's an option yeah. um, that is a little bit or substantially more accessible than doing an entire album. Yes. Um, we've also done the whole album thing, but that was recorded over the course of multiple years, including <laughs> like microphones in people's bedrooms and like very, like some, some of the audio needed some stan- substantial cleanup on that apparently. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, we like a challenge and we like to learn the hard way. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the most recent thing that we did was uh, got a few good mics and a few good uh, video cameras and rented a room in a church in Back Bay mm. and um, and spent a day just recording several songs and just being able to put a video out there, just being able to share what you are doing with a broader swath of the world and, yeah. and do it in a way where they have something to watch like something about yeah. that is engaging or at least different than a single or an album would be yeah um, so i think partly some of the the uh there's value purely in the variety of yeah. of media that you use to put out the content yeah in addition to having those things that you're like this is like a beautifully created um audio recording of a song or of a album yeah, it makes me wonder because you do have these different avenues where you can spend your time and limited resources. And, and how do you decide when when to focus on video versus audio versus the other mechanisms that you can have to, to promote yourselves? How do you choose? It's a very deliberate conversation for sure. Yeah. I think like those realities that you're saying are, are super real for us. Like we, yeah. um, going back to just like we're all incredibly busy and like this is Vinyl Street in general is a way that we've all chosen to spend our time for 13 years. In some cases, every Tuesday night we're at Vinyl Street, yeah. uh, and I love that. And that's that's beautiful. But we it does um, limit us a little bit just in the time that we have to focus on certain things. So yeah. even I think in talking about like what do we want to do this year, it's great. We've done videos before. We've done actual studio recordings before. Are there ways to merge those two things? Do we yeah. do we do live performances that can also capture audio so we can have a couple right. different things that we can put out there um, or things that we can kind of piggyback on each other? Um, and so it's just a, a question of, you know, what are what's the group consensus and what are kind of what are we feeling we go through? Like, we've done this. What's the next thing that we want to try? Um, mm. And recognizing we don't have to do it all at once. At yeah, the same time I think also. those State of the Union conversations are the important piece of that yeah. because you can't be constantly talking about what you want to do next and right. constantly reaching consensus. We would never have time to sing. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> finding those moments to have those conversations, a focused conversation, and then have 
people like Greg and Phil um, and others who can be the sort of owners of the takeaways of that and thinking about, okay, so this was our general focus. What would that look like specifically? Let's like book the room to do the recording in, like those kinds of things. Right. um, Helps us bridge the gap between all of the conversation and consensus and getting things done. Yeah. We could have just a two hour business conversation every single week instead of rehearsal. <laughs> it sounds riveting. Singing's overrated. It'd be great. There'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of Oreos. So yeah. <laughs> there might be some LBs involved there too. That's, that's <laughs> um, so I wonder, you know, as we wrap up our time together, I wonder if you can um, fast forward a couple years, maybe three to five years. What, what, what do you want to see vinyl street doing? Where would you like to see the group go ahead? Uh, I'd like to see us record more. Mm. You know, I think that, it, like Greg said, it is on the table. Yeah. Um, having there, there's just something neat about seeing your catalog grow. Yeah, like looking online and feeling, especially you know, with Seth and I and our other two members, the the amount of time and and love we've put into this organization, seeing something there that we we made this, we created this thing, and it's it's there to listen to and it's there for other people to listen to and have joy in music yeah. is important. It's awesome. Well, with everything that you have going on today and in your lives, we're so grateful you took some time to spend with us. Thank you so much. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Sure. That was Vinyl Street. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio, with special shout-out to Sam Baker for audio assistance. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.